to Cincinnati. Welcome to the jungle! what's going on welcome to the show this is sports with strawberry ice i'm your host the ice man jeff trenopole and as always i'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of cincinnati ohio home of jackpot joey burrow and the afc north champion cincinnati bengals now do me a favor if you found the show hit that like and subscribe button smash that thumbs up you guys are killing it it's awesome i'm up to 1000 581 subscribers. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, why not? Go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for the notification. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing Super Chat. So if you'd like to make sure that your comment gets read, give me Super Chat. Or you want to support what I'm doing? Give me Super Chat. I would greatly appreciate it. And as always... I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. The Ice Cave is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. 
Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. So if you have a local business or anything like that that you want to come and sponsor my show, your ad can go right there. All right, guys, it's Monday, beginning of the week. We are about 10 days out from the NFL draft. And, you know, we all like James Rapine and everything, but it's kind of nice to get to know the people behind James and all Bengals and SI and everything like that. So I got one of them coming on the show today. Her name is Nicole Zembrot. Try to put on there. There you go. <laughs> did I say the name right? Or did I mess it up? Zembrote. Zembrote. Ah. <laughs> uh, anyway, what's up, Nicole? How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. 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 So you are a writer for uh, All Bengals, and yes. uh, and James Rapine is technically your boss, which yes. I, I I don't think James would be I mean, all right. Boss. He's he's a pretty cool guy. Seems like he is a cool guy. That's good. That's good. So just let everybody know uh, how you got started, where you came from, and what you what you got going on. Yeah, so I started with the All Bengals crew going on in June will be two years with them. I previously worked in the front office from 2014 to 2020 as an intern into full-timer, and that's how I met James. Uh, So once I moved on from the team, uh, my connection with James landed me on the All Bengals team and been writing since. Awesome, awesome. So we got this is kind of a slow period right now. We got about like I said about ten days out till the draft, and I've talked at Najim about you know who they're gonna take: Booth, Linderbaum, Elam. Everybody knows I want Kobe Bryant because I'm a Bearcat fan. <laughs> so I have to ask this, Nicole: Where are you at on the draft? Do you, who 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 are you taking at thirty one? Who are you taking in the second round? Are you trading back? What, what's your thoughts on the draft? So I, if Linderbaum is there. You definitely have to consider, um, but also if Booth and Elam are there, uh, you have to consider them too. I wouldn't be opposed to trading back. Um, if you can squeeze in another pick and get a high second round pick, maybe late to second round pick with that high second round into third round, if you can add another, I would do that if those guys aren't available. Right, exactly. Right. That that's kind of what I've said. It kind of depends on what's there, you know. Because yes. I I think I really think your Linderbaum, uh, Booth, or Elam is going to be there. Yeah. And I'm not sure uh, Elam. I don't know where you got Elam. Elam. I've had people who like Elam. I've had people who can't mm-hmm. stand him. You know, not as a person or anything, but as a player, they they yeah. wouldn't take him at you know at 31. So and it, it's going to depend on which way the, the draft falls. And I think the quarterbacks are going to be a big deal. Either good. Yes. No, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think it all depends on how the quarterbacks fall. And if there's a team that's going to want to jump up and grab them at the end of the first round or someone who's going to want to jump to the uh, top of the second round, um, we'll just see how it goes. But I think the quarterbacks are really going to be a key in whether the Bengals stay at 31 or. Right. Are you still there? Uh Uh-oh. Oh, they are. <laughs> you froze up a second there. Oh, I did. Um, okay. But, yeah, you're all right. Um, but yeah, that that's the court because some people like like I was watching uh, CBS and uh, Danny Cannell thinks this is a horrible quarterback draft, and and I don't think it's horrible because my boy Desmond Ritter is there, <laughs> and if he gets drafted by the squeal- Squealers, which I have a very bad feeling that's going to happen, I'm going to hate it because I'm going to have to stop rooting for him uh, instantaneously. By the way, you want you put the the uh, the uh, yellow and black or whatever the hell they call them. <laughs> Their colors on. I instantly don't like you anymore. So I hope that doesn't happen. But I don't think the quarterback 
uh, class is as bad as Danny Cannell and other people say. I mean, I don't. I think you might have potentially three starters maybe in this draft. I think with Ritter, Willis, Willis and and Pickett. The other ones, I could kind of take or leave. I'm not sure where, where are you at on the on the quarterback draft. Um, there's definitely been better, but I don't think it is as bad as people are saying. However, I'm not sure if I would take a high draft pick, high first rounder on any of these quarterbacks too. Right, exactly. That that's and that well, that's that's what it comes down to the Bengals. Then, so if these some of these quarterbacks are still sitting there, the yeah. Bengals are gonna go, "Hey, you want to move up to get one? You know, can you trade back?" Which I am. Now, like I said, if Linderbaum is there, I'm taking him mm-hmm. because I just want to solidify, completely solidify that offense line, you know. And I think he's the best center in in the draft, so I, that's who I'd like to take. But if mm-hmm. he's not, and it's cornerback, I think there's enough cornerbacks we could we could trade back, get some more picks, and and add to the secondary. I think with like the beauty of signing Karras is that he has that ability to slide over to guard right. if we mm-hmm. uh, if the Bengals do draft Linderbaum. Um, but I do think also corners are very – they're deep in this draft too. Exactly. Now, uh, Michael Madden here, he said that he wants to know, uh, do they take a, a linebacker at some point? I That's one thing I don't know. I'm not, I think it depends on which of the draft falls, but I would think they're pretty good at linebackers. But what do you think? I think linebacker is actually my sleeper position for this really? draft because you look at the current room. You have Pratt. But Pratt's entering his contract year. So do you want to draft his potential replacement, especially when you have – Do you, are you going to pay him or you, when you have to pay people coming up? Uh, and then you have Logan Wilson. Obviously, money like will have to go towards him at some point. You have uh, Akeem coming back. And then you have Joe Bocci, Like, But – do we add more uh, depth in the draft or that is, that's my sleeper pick. Well, right yeah, that, well I kind of agree with you there. Cause I am mm-hmm. of one that I think we do need to add depth in the draft. And this yeah. is the draft to start doing it because we have guys that are going to be coming up and, and we know Jackpot, Joey Burrow, we're keeping him. We're keeping right. Jamar chase. And I hope to pray to God, we're keeping T Higgins. Cause I, I, I want to keep all three of those guys to me. Those three have got to stay here as long as we can keep them. But, that goes to the, the defensive side of the ball, I think, and where mm-hmm. we have have signed so many free agents. Well, I mean, just look at Jesse Bates. I know he wasn't a free agent. We signed him, but he's his contract is up. He's under a one-year franchise tag. I personally believe this might, if they don't sign a contract extension, this might be Jesse Bates last year. Mm-hmm. You also got uh, uh, Bell coming up as well. So your secondary two safeties right there, they're in right. flux here in the very yeah. near future. So it's not, and then you also had the linebacking core too. So I, I don't know if it's gonna be linebackers, but I can see us heavy in the secondary, cornerback, safety, stuff like that, because these guys we're not gonna be able to keep everybody. That's just right. the nature of having a really good football team. You're not gonna be able yes. to keep everybody. It's the nature of a good football team and just hitting like the draft. Like Duke, Tobin, and staff have done really well with the draft. When you are able to play like they have, but who are you gonna keep? And then keep drafting too. Yeah, exactly. Now the, the interesting thing here, and I that you brought up Duke Tobin. I did a little uh, short video here earlier, and I think this came out a couple of days ago. Um, but Duke Tobin uh, is being ranked as the eighth best 
GM because he doesn't. He's actually not called the GM. Mike Brown's still the president and GM. He's the uh, you know player personnel director, but he's the eighth best GM in the National Football League right now. Now, if I would have told you two scenarios here that's happened this year, if I would have told you this two years ago, I think you would have laughed at me and said I was crazy. One through Tobin being in the top ten of the GMs. The other one, Mike Brown getting cheered by Bengals fans, and and, and Mike Brown getting a pass and and. I don't almost say all is forgiven, but a lot's being forgiven because you know things have changed. If I told you that those two things would have happened, I think you said you're get out of here, Charber. You're freaking crazy in hell. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I think a lot of uh, fans would have said the same thing. But you look at them, the trust that the team has uh, within Duke and company, and they really have just hit home runs with the uh, recent drafts. Yeah, and, and that's that's the thing too is. And I'll say that too as well as when we went to five straight playoffs, Duke hit on almost mm-hmm. everybody in the yes. draft. And that was yes. the big key to why they were so successful. Now they've gotten back to hitting on the draft again, and they've added the free agency aspect of mm-hmm. it, which is – and they're doing awesome as far as the contracts that they're signing, the, the way they're signing. And again, to me, this is all predicated on trying to keep – you know, because you know you're going to have to pay for Burrow and Chase. These guys are coming. You're going to have to pay for them. That's why they got to try to keep all these other contracts – kind of low but that's i just think they've done a tremendous job the last three years it's it's mm-hmm. like they had a, 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 a you know body snatcher somebody took the the body of mike brown and changed it with somebody else who who uh really not cared mike brown cared but he's got doing a lot better i just i'll just put it that way now michael madden here now people think this i'm not sure yeah he's asking you know, actually he's asking he said well Bur- burrow take less money to help keep some of the guys around or will he be like rogers I think with Burrow, Burrow's gotten everything that he's wanted uh, so far, and I think he's going to get whatever money he wants. I think we talk about all these uh, guarantees that players have been getting, um, and the Bengals haven't really done that with their players guaranteed a lot of money. I think Burrow's the first one who, like, gets the guaranteed money. Yeah, and that's well, that's that's where I think Jesse goes back to Jesse Bates' contract. That's kind of where I think the sticking point is with him, his agent. Which I've said this on my show here multiple times. I don't think his agent's doing right by him. I think he's hung up on trying to get Jesse Bates guaranteed money because he got Deshaun Watson money and 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 he got uh, uh, Adams money out there in Seattle and all all this stuff. But Jesse Bates, and, and it's weird because Jesse Bates said he doesn't have to be the highest paid safety in the league. Mm-hmm. So what's good? So if it's not the money, it's got to be the guaranteed part, and that's where the Bengals, I think, are going to have a hard time doing it. Except for when it comes to, to Joe Burrow. Now, if he's going to take less money, like everybody says, like Tom Brady does, I don't know. He's not married to to, to Giselle, who makes you know hundred million or hundred billion a year. <laughs> right. So it's a little different proposition. So it's easy for us to say, oh yeah, Joe wants to win. He'll, he'll take less money. I don't know if he will or not. I hope he does. Right. Um, I think, I think Joe's gonna, he's going to get guaranteed out max of it. So we'll see when the time comes. Of course, we still have time for that, but it's crazy what these guaranteed numbers are looking like, uh, this off season, um, between all the different positions. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Especially for the wide receivers. I mean, Stephon yeah. Diggs got 90, $96 million on an extension. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's good, but T. Higgins and Chase are better, <laughs> in my opinion. 
And today the Browns just signed um, Denzel Ward to yes. a five-year extension. Uh, I think $71 million was guaranteed of it. God. I think. I have to. <laughs> I have to double check that. I know Schefter tweeted it, but yeah. I was like, holy cow. I know for sure he is now the highest paid corner in NFL oh history. But like, just the numbers are outrageous right now. And, and the the Browns are the Browns owners are just throwing money around. I mean, it's guaranteed seventeen million for him, guaranteed two hundred million for Deshaun yeah. Watson. I mean, good God, you need to be mm-hmm. a quarterback or wide receiver. Go go play for Cleveland. They'll, they'll just throw <laughs> money at you, which I think is kind of funny because they still have Baker Mayfield. Who who knows what the hell they're going to do with him? I, I think they're going to trade him, but I, who wants him? That's kind of the thing I'm at with Baker Mayfield. His stock has went down tremendously because I, I think the rumor came out that the uh, Carolina Panthers might be interested in him. Mm-hmm. And one of the wide receivers for Panthers, I can't remember his name right now, just tweet out, no. Yeah, on that post. Um, it'll be interesting to see with Baker uh, this next 10 days uh, with the draft coming up if the Browns can find a suitor. Um, we'll see how what type of draft picks, if they can find a match for him. Um but, yeah, I think just they signed uh, Jacoby Brissett, the Browns did. Uh, so Baker's still on, but I don't foresee him staying on. No, I don't see how in the world yeah. they could keep him on the team no. right now. I mean, he just – I think um, it would just be toxic. It would yeah. be toxic to the – to the locker room for them. What I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that for the Browns. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. yeah, they can yeah, have a toxic. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. I say keep him. I, you know, I, I say I, I'd start him over – or Deshaun Watson, if I were them, that's what I would do. <laughs> but, you know, well, yeah, I'm not, I'm a Bengals fan, so. Right. Uh, John Wick here says, uh, "Do we need another um, edge rusher?" Uh, but I wouldn't take one in the first round. Um, I don't know if there's gonna be one in the first round to take. To be honest, you can never have too much depth at edge in, in the trenches. To be honest, um, but I wouldn't take one in the first round. Um, I think a lot of people need to remember is Joseph Asai is coming back from his injury. And I'm very excited about the potential that he flashed in his preseason uh, game before he hurt himself. Um, I think Osai is going to be a huge part of the defense this year. So um, I wouldn't take uh, edge. I think maybe like maybe if we second, third, fourth, depending on what's best available. See, that's the beauty of this draft is the Bengals can take best available. And when's the last time that they've been in this position that they can take the best available? So I think it just depends on how the board falls, but really excited about Joseph Asai coming back from his injury. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people brought that point up. because, And I am excited to see him. We only got to see him mm-hmm. for uh, you know the first preseason game, then he tore his knee up and, yeah. and something else he injured. I can't remember what it was. But a lot of people are are putting a lot of emphasis on that. But I, I agree with you. If there is an edge, because I mean, Joseph Osai, we got him in the, I think he was a fifth round last year, a fifth, yeah. six, somewhere around there. I, I don't steal. remember. A lot of yeah. people said he was the steal of the draft. Right. Fourth well, or fifth, I think. Maybe. No, because well, McPherson was a fifth round pick. Yeah, McPherson. You know, that to me, that was right there was a steal of the draft. Was, of was course. Yes, McPherson. yes, Shooter. It was. Shooter. He was, oh, dude. Now, Brings me to kickers here, which somebody said in the chat. Wait till kickers <laughs> cost a whole bunch of money, which they might. Now, I, I, I've i done a little uh, videos on this guy, too. Matt Ariza, the punter out of San Diego State. Now, I know we got uh, Christian uh, Ponder or whatever his name is there. Christian um, Drew Kism. 
Drew Chris, I always say Christian Ponder. Drew Christensen, thank you. Get, get him. We have yes. him, and there's nothing wrong with him. And and I love Kevin Huber. I am a huge mm-hmm. Bearcat fan. I'm a, I love Kevin Huber, but I've seen the tape on this dude, and he's unbelievable. <laughs> and I, I don't I mean, know I if I've ever seen a punter be able to get that air under the ball the way he can after he kick, like when he kicks it. It's incredible. His leg strength is incredible. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. And the, and the funny thing is, the goal, he tackles too. I mean, not that I want him to tackle in, yeah. in the NFL, but I've literally seen a video where he, his his heels are on the end zone and he kicked it to the, like the 10-yard line. I mean, it's it's and, it, and it was enough height where everybody could get down there and cover it. I mean, that mm-hmm. is ridiculous. That's why I'm, I'm a big uh, Ariza guy. I like to get him and, hey, it worked last year. Why wouldn't it work this year? Which, you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I mean, McPherson was just a steal for him to be able to boot those 50 yarders. He added 27 points from 50 yards out. Clutch. Oh, ridiculous. Where, where would we be without him in the playoffs? I mean, I just. We wouldn't. Right. We wouldn't have <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. why I, I, I would like to add a punter. Again, I love Kevin Huber. I'm going to keep putting that out there. If we don't, we don't. It's fine. But to me. If he's there, and I keep saying it because I started doing mock drafts and stuff as soon as mm-hmm. I started doing them, this guy kept coming up, and I'm like, well, who is this? Because like, I didn't know at the time. So I finally looked him up, and I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> like, I'm, wow. I'm interested to see what team jumps on him first. I definitely think he gets drafted. It just depends on what round. Well, I think he might get drafted because of what the Bengals did. I know yeah. it's kicker, punter. They're technically they're different positions, but it's yeah. still it's a special teams player, and you can see – what a difference a shooter made for us. If you get a punter who can, you know, if you're, you know, you're, like I said, back of your own end zone and kick it all the way to the other side and flip the field like that, that's a big, big deal. Yeah. yeah. So It's a uh, weapon. Yeah, it, it's definitely a weapon. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised at all for that. And 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 that's, that's the cool thing about the draft here this year. And that's what's so interesting with the draft with me this year is I don't know what they're going to do. Like right. last few years, we knew it was going to be Joe Burrow, and we're 99% sure it was going to be Chase in the first, you know, right. first pick after that. After that, you know, it's it's a toss up. See who who falls where, but this year at thirty one, I don't know. It, it's and like because I was big on Linderbaum when it first came out, but then I'm like, there's no way we're gonna get him, you know. But they came out with right. short arms and he's not as athletic. Well, now it's like, well, he was an athletic beast at his at his pro day, and now he's kind of went back up the board. But then it's kind of like, well, he's only a center, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm going, yeah, we're gonna get him. No, we're not gonna get him. Oh, I'm like, oh my goodness, I have no idea. But in Booth is kind of the same way. I'm like, all right, if we don't get him, I'll take Booth. But then Booth injured himself, and now they're saying he's not as fast as he was, and all this stuff. It's like the up and down of that that I'm going through of mm-hmm. trying to figure out who in the world we might pick. I can't imagine what these guys are going through. It's ridiculous. I know, I know. I mean, that's what makes the draft so fun, though, is just all the mocks you can do, and nothing matters until the day of the weekend of. Exactly. A stranger here says, uh, "What better way to, or what a better value late, late." Day three, could you get then Ariza? I don't think so. I mean, I, that's like I said. <laughs> well, here's what Terry, Terry's got one for you. Now. <laughs> we might have just been talking about it, but who is Ooh. the most overhyped player in the draft? And it might be a punter. It might be Ariza. It might I don't be. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, then watch him. He's going to show off the NFL. I mean, the league next year. Yeah. One we'll thing for sure. I, I think I, he'll be great. I, I guarantee you, though, the first time he runs out and tries to tackle somebody, the the coach is going to be. We don't want another Kevin Huber in Pittsburgh. No, we don't want that. We don't want that. Exactly, exactly, exactly. 
Oh my goodness. So, all right. So, like I said, you're from All Bengals and Sports Illustrated. So you got it. What are you guys been covering here lately? You know, going up to the draft. What do you guys got got on All Bengals right now? Just a lot of mock drafts. Who they're going to pick? Um, you know, James does a great job covering, and we got Mike, Blake, um, Elise, uh, Lindsay, and uh, Russ are our team, and so. Just a lot of stuff around the draft uh, moving forward. I will be going to – Sam Hubbard does have a uh, falling oh, event yeah. coming up for his foundation. Are you I'll going? Too. Yeah, I'll be there oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm, Are you playing? I'm not playing. I, I, we okay. got, we, we inter, tried to enter too late, but I'm going to go and hang out and, and Definitely. Just, watch everybody. Um, it's fun. So I will be there, and I'll be playing. So I'm excited about that. Um, just to support uh, Sam – Love when the guys do um, off the field for the community as well. And then, of course, Sam being the hometown guy that he is, um, really making an effort to give back to Cincinnati and all that. So it'll be a fun night. Uh, last year, Jim Breach played, and Breach showed up everybody. He was that's, good. That's what I heard. Yes. I heard, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, have you, uh, so you, did you play last year? I did, yes. Um, lost to David Fulcher. Uh, so, it's not bad. That's not bad. That's a big deal. I, I take that. I, I played. I played it once, and I compared it. It's it's kind of like cornhole with a football. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's, and it's, then you have to hit the bowling pins down. Right. But, Which the bowling yeah. pins are harder to knock down than you think they are. Yes. They, but they, the key too is when you play like next to people, uh-huh. and if their pins or the ball like jumps and hits one of your pins down, then that's like a point for like the team on right. your, like it doesn't not not count if that makes sense right so yeah. you have to like be on the defense everything around you i don't know it's fun it's definitely a fun time it sounds like i i plan on being there and i'll, I'll have some beers and i'll make sure i, I heckle you while you're while you're, yes. while you're growing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we got we got the Bengals. we got the draft we did this all right so we're going to move on past the draft all right and that and this is me i don't think the Bengals are going to sign any more free agents till after the draft right. let's let's yeah. just say here let's say that they didn't really address any more of the offensive line or other oh, no, that let's not say it. let's go this way let's say they, they didn't address the the defense line like replacing uh lario what's the chances of you in your opinion of lario coming back because i've kind of heard that ship has sailed he might not come back but then i heard he might come back i don't know um i don't know about his possibilities of coming back. Um, I think we'll just have to see how the progression of his injury goes. And if the team has agreed, like if they feel that he can come in and contribute again, then I feel like they'll sign him. If not, then they'll look for free agents out there to fill after they get through the draft. I think the draft is a very telltale sign of, the direction that they're going to move forward in and uh, what guys they want in. Now, I'll get here. He has a draft question. He says, if uh, Leonard Baum is not there at 31, who do you see as possibly that's not an O-line going to be a uh, best player available? I think we go back to who I think if we go back to how we see how the quarterbacks play out, because if, None are taken, then we go into – I think a lot of receivers are going to be taken in the first round. Um, you have a lot of uh, teams who are in need of a playmaker out wide, um, so it'll be interesting to see how wide receivers are taken, um, which could leave possibility for some of those corners to fall um, or 
offensive lineman to fall. And then you see how the quarterbacks go as well. So I do think the quarterback and wide receivers, how they fall in that first round will be very, uh, will determine how, who the best player available is at 31. If Linderbaum is not there. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I still think you can't, we can't reach though. Like right, I, for right, me, right. I would rather not reach and trade back into the second round and get another player than take someone with a reach. Right. Okay. So, so we're going to be a hot take James here. We're going to, we're going to throw, throw the, uh, the chain okay. on here and I, I'm going to steal this from him. And he said this on locked up Bengals a couple of times. Uh, Olave, if he's there, uh, if he's there, this is where I, this is where I make it hard. If he's there yeah. and Linderbaum is there, who are you taking? Yeah, <laughs> that's hard. That's hard because like we the Bengals need a wide receiver for right. they do, right. um, and especially with the possibility of having to pick who they pay moving mm-hmm. forward, Olave could come in to that wide receiver room and just develop under with Higgins and Chase right, and Boyd. Right, like, right, gosh, right. just think about that wide receiver room. If that were to uh-huh. happen, I know. But Leonard Baum, like that, he, that's just more depth and more protection for Burrow too. Uh, right. Man, hot take. Yeah, I know. It's a hard one. I, I, me, I'll go for it. I'd still okay. take Leonard Baum just because I think there, this, this wide receiving, core in this draft is, is so big right. that you can get not as good as Olave. <laughs> you know, yes. you go, I, don't, right. I really don't think he's going to be there at 31. I mean, I, I no, don't think I don't that's going to happen. So either. But, um, but I do think that, that, that you can get somebody because you're, well, let's be honest, if you, they're drafting somebody now, they're basically looking to replace Tyler Boyd. And again, I love Tyler yeah. Boyd. I hate, don't hate to see him leave, but yeah. they, they can't pay all, all of them. And he's probably going to be the one. He's older, older of the three of them. He's right. probably been the one that's you know that's moving on. So they got to try to start uh, uh, picking somebody up now. You and me were talking about this guy. Yeah, let me just put it up there. And he this did. is who I want to draft. I would love to draft Alex Pierce. I think or Alex Pierce. Sorry, uh, Pierce would be a great fit in that room. Um, I think mid round again, looking for that fourth wide receiver. Um, we were talking to tomorrow. The Bengals are hosting their local pro day, so. Players from UC, OSU, Miami, and then local high schools, like or guys that like college but went to local high schools, come to Paul Brown for a pro day. Pro day, and Pierce is one of them. I think that's great. He can get extra time with the guys on the team or with the coaching staff. Um, but yeah, I think Pierce would be a great fit. Oh, I think he'd be a perfect mm-hmm. replacement for Tyler Ward. I can. Tyler, I know you're watching my show. I love you, but I'm not trying to replace you. But we're just being re- being realistic here. That most likely you're unfortunately going to, going to be re- replaced. But Alec Pierce is ridiculous, and I mean his vertical jump. It, it, he jumped out the gym. Yeah. I can't remember what it was offhand, but it was in the top. I can't either. Top ten, I think, of all wide receivers or something like that. It was. He had it, a he had a great he had a great day. Yeah, his yeah. vertical and I think his long jump were the two that are the most impressive because he was a high school volleyball player too, so he could. He get up he and jump. And, yeah, he can jump. <laughs> you, know, you know the movie <laughs> White Man Can't Jump? Well, that doesn't apply to <laughs> Alec. Alec can jump. Now, me, I can't jump. But anyway, but yeah, that, that's the guy I would like to, to pick, pick up. And I think they could pick him up in the, you know, I think we keep saying fifth, sixth round, but that's about where a lot of these 
guys like Ariza, Pierce, the other guys I mean, are going to be there that you could get. Right. And you think of other positions that could be of need. You need the wide receiver, but tight end too. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Are we, are they going to take a tight end at some point mm-hmm. as well? Um, and uh, speaking of tight ends, Jeremy Rucker from OSU is going to be there and he could be a potential guy um, in day two um, for the Bengals if they choose to go tight end. So it's interesting. Just again, Bengals are in the position to draft best available, but they definitely need to add depth to contend in the AFC again. And of course, favorite, like I top of the AFC, but need to add those depth pieces. Now, now you, you mentioned a tight end out of Ohio State. Now, I think he's actually a better receiver than he was given credit for. Because, I mean, let's look at the wide receivers at Ohio State. You know, he didn't get the ball thrown to him very much. So, that's where I think he's a little – I think he could be a sleeper pick for, for, for the Bengals if they can get him. Yeah. Um, I think when you look at OSU's system, very much to their running backs and wide receivers, uh, tight ends are – kind of a second thought in it. So I think Ruckert hasn't been able to show his full potential and he right. could very well surprise people uh, in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. And, and the thing is with, with the Bengals in this offense, and I've said this a couple of times, that this offense, the way it's geared up is it's not um, tight end heavy, but mm-hmm. it would CJ Uzama and Joe Burrow had a, a chemistry that we all can see and i think right hayden hurst i think he's is i love i love cj uzama i hated they yep. left but I, I think hayden hurst is going to be a better route runner and possibly a better red zone threat than cj was now cj can block better yes so i have to figure out something there because hurst is not the greatest blocker so something is mm-hmm. going to have to change which it could change the draft they could draft somebody for that mm-hmm definitely um i loved the hayden hurst signing just because it is a uh Another weapon for Burrow, but also it's a one-year deal. If he works out, great. Um, yeah. But also, Hurst hasn't been given his full potential either. So I'm really excited to see the dynamic between Hurst and Burrow this season. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a win-win for, for both the Bengals and Hurst. I mean, Hurst goes out and balls out and has a career year. He'll do what CJ did, and he'll move on, which that's where if the Bengals can draft a tight end that could hopefully excuse me, replace him. That right. would help. Now, Sam is asking the question that all of us want to know. Why in the world did CJ leave? I have no idea. I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't know either. Um, but I do know CJ uh, had a great career in Cincinnati. Like you said, he was he did a lot of the gritty work, just blocking special teams. Um, very valuable in that sense. So um, I'm happy for him to continue his career in New York. And I do think he's going to be very successful in that system. Exactly. Jeremy says, and Hayden Hurst was a first rounder for a reason. <laughs> he said that over and over, which I mean, I like that. He's got a chip on his shoulder, man. He's, he does. he's coming here to prove that I was a first rounder for a freaking reason. You know, there's a yes. reason I got drafted like that. So uh, he just, uh, he just got, I won't say put in bad situations. He got beat out by mm-hmm. better players. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Baltimore, Mark Andrews beat him out. Mark Andrews is one of the best tight ends in the league. And then Kyle Pitts in Atlanta. Uh, so I think now is, is his time to shine. It's yes. his time to prove that he is that number one, that first round tight end that um, he was drafted for. Exactly. Now, uh, Royal Flush Terry here is talking to a punt returner. said, Marcus Jones, Calvin Austin, the third, are Mel Kiper's top 
punt returners, kick returners. In this year's draft, Calvin Austin is a very interesting prospect. What's your thoughts on those guys? Um, I definitely think they are going to be looking at potential of a returner. You saw until Trent Taylor came in last year, just there wasn't really a consistency there. And then Trent Taylor solidified that into the playoffs. Um, So someone to compete with Taylor um, for that number four, again, that number four wide receiver will probably have, uh, they'll probably want that ability for them to return. So um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Michael Thomas was pretty much our, our fourth wide receiver. Right. And uh, Michael Thomas is a good – he's a special teams player. Special teamers, yep. yeah. He's, he's not really a fourth wide – I mean, he can make catches here and there, but you really do, do need to upgrade in that right. position, like we said before, is to get uh, – replace uh, TB. So, um, let's see here. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I saw one in here. Oh, yeah, Brandon. He said, Andrew, Andrew Brew, Tyler Linneball, Logan Hall, or – Devontae Wyatt at 31. I don't know if all those guys are going to be there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think, um, you got tough questions. My, my, my viewers got some tough questions. I, like I know. I don't know if they're going to like that. That is the thing is they, I don't know if they're going to be there. I, I don't, don't think, think Wyatt's, Wyatt's going to be, be there. I don't think, I definitely don't think, um, uh, I mean, I think of all four of them, Linderbaum is going to be the one that'll be there. Booth, I think Booth or Lunabon will be there. Yeah, Those the first two. I think the yeah. last two are not going to be there. At yeah, 31. and like, like I said, if it comes to, to Lunabon or Booth, I'm taking Lunabon because I think, like I said, I'm a big Kobe Bryant believer. I'm like, <laughs> people call me crazy. I'm like, I mean, if and I was saying take him in the second round, but they're saying you could wait to get him in the third round, which if you can, that's a complete steal for me. I, I, I would I think, do that. I think Kobe definitely has. Um, to prove, I mean, he played alongside Gardner his whole career at UC. So Gardner went against the number ones and I mean, he was, uh, Bryant was great. So I think he definitely has a chip on his shoulder for his career that he doesn't necessarily need sauce um, on the other side of him. Well, that's the thing is, is nobody threw to sauce. That's why I keep telling everybody, nobody threw to him. Everybody threw at Kobe and Kobe's the one that won the awards. So, I mean, that's where my Kobe is is pretty good. Now, uh, let's see here. Uh, Sammy says, talking about sauce here, there's some talk that he might go second. I, I think I he's good. top five. T- top five. I don't know about second. Top five. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the uh, edges go with Hutchinson and um, their, uh, with the guy from Oregon, too. Uh, Thibodeau. Oh, uh, um, um, Thibodeau. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That that would that 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 would be a, a good one two punch right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then it, again, if a team in the top five uh, picks a quarterback, um, personally, I wouldn't. But who knows? So, um, but the, the, the quarterbacks could really drop. I mean, and then I think yeah. that's going to be. Yeah, uh, we said this a couple times here, but I really do think that is going to dictate change the draft of where these quarterbacks are at because. If people keep waiting, keep waiting, keep waiting, I'm like who's good, you know, who can outweigh the outweigh the other one, you know, that because you got these teams that need quarterbacks. I mean, Detroit probably needs a quarterback. Carolina needs like uh, Sam here says he hope Desmond goes to to Carolina like Tony Pike did, but it didn't work out so good for Tony Pike. But you know, th- these teams need quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if who's been the first one to jump, you know, because like right. last year everybody was trading up, and that's why right. like Atlanta, Atlanta needs a quarterback. And I've said this mm-hmm. last year, and I thought Atlanta was silly. Kyle Pitts is a great 
tight end. Did I say right? Kyle Pitts is Pitts, right? I don't yep, know. yep, Kyle yeah, Pitts. Okay, Kyle Pitts is a great tight end. But I was like, do you got all these all these quarterbacks here? And the next year's draft, I mean, this year's draft, there isn't that many good ones out there. I'm like, you might want to take a draft quarterback then. And now they, you know, ticked off Matt Ryan. They shifted him to Indianapolis. And so now you know, they got Mariota up. So they're in a market for a quarterback. I don't think mm-hmm. they're going to get one this year because there's not too many. So, but right. I do think it, it's going to be a waiting game. Who's going to jump first at the quarterback? And once that happens, I think we can see a run on it then. I think this is my like hot take out of like left field kind of thing. Lamar Jackson is in his contract year mm-hmm. and the Ravens could be in the market for a quarterback too, just depending on if they think that Jackson is going to like, if they're going to sign him long-term or right. um, what's the deal is going to happen with Jackson. So who knows, but right. I don't, that's like my like, Left field, like hot take <laughs> well, kind of thing. Um, the thing is, with, with, with Mara and I, I had a, a Ravens fan uh, on here that did a uh, does a Ravens fan uh, a Ravens channel last week, and I asked him the same question. I was like, "What's up with Lamar Jackson? Well, you know, why are they not signing him?" And he brought up a good point. Lamar didn't have a very good year last year, stats wise, so he thinks that he's trying to wait this year to get the stats better to get the more mm-hmm. get more money. Now, well, my uh, good, oh, no good. You good. look at. The Ravens were one of the most injured teams, too. So it'll be interesting to see with a healthy team how much better of a year he could potentially have. Right. And that, that's the thing, too, is – is and that's what I was telling uh, Integrad here, is that the Ravens, I think, are the most – how should I put this? They rely on their quarterback more than anybody. And now if the Bengals lose Jackpot Joey, we're screwed. But, I mean, the way their offense is right, it's all designed around Lamar, what he does good. You know, because there's, there's so many play, – they, they play so much differently than everybody else does. You know, and right. when he's not there, it's hard for the backup to come in and do what he does, you know, to, to right. do the same thing. And like I said, they were, were so injured. And they're and just going to the AFC North talk, let's, let's bring it to there. We can okay. – but about 40 minutes here, so I, I appreciate you giving me time. But let me <laughs> – let me, let me uh, I talk all day. <laughs> I'll be, oh, me too. That's that's why I do this every, every day for an hour. <laughs> but the AFC North, I think mm-hmm. I, AFC in general, it's going to be a freaking bloodbath. I mean, oh all the quarterbacks. Just... I, I'm like, all the quarterbacks came over here. It's like we are the we are the varsity. The NFC is the freaking JV. I mean, you got. I think it's going to be either Rams or the Buccaneers. And other than that, what other teams are any good that are in the NFC? Um, I mean, you can never count out the Packers with Rodgers. But they don't have anybody else. They got Rodgers. It'll be it'll be interesting. (laughs) It'll be interesting to see. I think they finally break their curse and draft the receiver in the first round um, because the Packers desperately need a receiver now that Adams is gone. Um, But yeah, I mean, just the AFC is loaded and. It's going to be survival of the fittest, who can stay healthy, who can adjust, who can come through adversity. And that's what the Bengals did at the end of the season that propelled them to the Super Bowl is they were healthy. They overcame so much adversity that they went to the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, obviously, nobody picked them to go to the Super Bowl. Um, So but the AOC is just loaded. I'm so excited. Um, Bengals have some great games on their schedule. 
I'm excited for the primetime games that are going to happen. It's going to be fun. Been, it's yeah, going to be fun. We, we, we were we were on Thursday night last year. We should be on Thursday, Monday, Sunday. We should be on all of them. We're this going year. oh, I think they'll have they'll have a minimum of three. Mm-hmm. Minimum three, mm, three to five. Three to five? Yeah. Well, the one that I'm because there's talk that they could move the one from Tampa over to England or Germany or something. Or, or like, the, is it, well, I've heard that. That's the other one I've heard is New Orleans. Oh, too. I've okay. heard both of them. Yeah. I've I've heard, heard I, hope it's, I hope it's New Orleans because I, I'm my sister. My wife is from Florida. So I already told my sister. Like, You're going she, down. Yeah, oh, yeah. She's got season tickets. So I told her two years ago, I said, I'm coming down here for the Bengals in 2022. She said, all right, they're yours. Now they go move it to Germany or England or whatever they're talking about, then I'm going to be kind of ticked off. So I'm hoping they don't do that. It'll be it'll be interesting just because of the success. I know the foreign market will probably want to see them. Um, right. Yeah. But, but just not that game. They could see them some other game, just not that one. I want to watch them in Florida. But I mean, Burrow, I don't know if like Burrow and Brady in – I don't know if that will happen in – I don't know about it being over – you never know at the NFL. It could but be a primetime game. I that's feel like one. that's like prime, yeah, like yeah. a primetime feel. Right. I, I'm, my personal opinion, I'm thinking Thanksgiving night game is kind of what I'm thinking. I don't know. Have the Bengals ever played on Thanksgiving? I'm going to not that I'm aware of now. Okay. Not that, that I am would, either. That would right, be that would, yeah. That would be the only way they could do it unless they play the Cowboys or the Lions, but they're not yeah. playing them. So they, they, they are. They're going. They are going to Dallas this year. Oh, they are. Oh, mm-hmm. shows what I know. So okay. Well, then they could move them there. <laughs> But I mean, that would be one if you if if you want to like really really hit the, hit it out of the ballpark with your 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 prime time and Thanksgiving. You got you know Jackpot Joey Burrow, the the future goat versus the old goat, and he's gonna take take the mantle from him and he's gonna do it right there on, on prime time on uh, Thanksgiving. I think that'd be awesome, but we'll see. But this, uh, I said this this AFC North is just gonna be a gauntlet, and especially if everybody stays healthy. Now that was one thing that the Bengals had last year. Yeah, they stayed. Relatively healthy all yes. up until the playoffs when we lost our offense line. We lost Larry Ogunjobi. And then the Ravens, like we just talked about, excuse me, I cussed on my own show. I called them the Ratbirds. The Ratbirds were injured a whole, almost the whole time. Now you got the Squealers, who they got they got their Tarbersky, or whatever you want to call him, as a quarterback now. Mm-hmm. Well, she's not a great quarterback, but they still have the defense. So right. that's where I'm still like, right. you can't sleep on them. No. You can't sleep on the Browns, depending on when, how many games Sean Watson's right. suspended or whatever. It's – it's gonna be unbelievable, right? I'm. I still think the Bengals come out and win the AFC North, but you, like you said, you can't sleep on any of these teams. They both have their strengths. They both have. They all have their weaknesses. Uh, I just think the Browns are so interesting because how many games is Watson going to get uh, suspended for? Four, or eight? How many? Uh, again, the Steelers have that just stout defense. Uh, what does a new quarterback add to it? Um, they don't have Juju Smith-Schuster anymore, but what else? Like, I mean, I still think Claypool and uh, Washington are still great too if they can have like a quarterback. Like, it's just it's Najee Harris too, and then of course Jackson can run all over. But the Bengals did such a good job at stopping him this mm-hmm. year. The first, like, I felt that was the first time in his career that the Bengals really did a good job at stopping him. Well, and I credit that a lot to, to, I think, uh, Trey Flowers and Sam Hubbard. I think, I think they, Mm -hmm. they did awesome. I know. And that's why this, a sleeper good sign is is the Bengals re-signed Trey Flowers. We can finally 
covered tight, tight end. end. Yeah, which I, I know Lamar's not a tight end, but he he helped out on, on spying on, on Lamar Jackson too. So that's why right. to me that when they got him, I was I I was really excited for a, a signing of a, of a fourth or fifth cornerback, but I was really excited that they got him. It's like I said, they could cover a tight end, and there's so many years that tight ends are running wide open right in the middle of the of the field mm-hmm. going. Right. Hey, what do you go cover that guy? What are you doing? <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and you look at some of these teams that the Bengals have that they're playing. I mean, you have again, they're going against Pitts and the Falcons. You have they're going to play Travis Kelsey again, Jacecki down in my uh with Miami, and then um, Uzama, they're going to play the New York Jets. Like, it's going to be it. Gronk, if Gronk returns to the Bucks, um, he's I, he's I, leaving. He still hasn't signed, but they they do have some good tight. And then New England has uh, tight ends too, so um, they do have some tight ends. So I think Trey will be used a lot now that they know his fit. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be interesting for sure. Well, for as far as the Bengals go, the guy I really like to have see another have a breakout year this year, and is is I call him crap. Everybody calls him Captain America. I think Chris Evans. And I would like to see him them use him a little bit more. They, yeah, they started too. to do it in Detroit, you know. Yes. Then he got hurt, and then they kind of forgot about it. And I don't want to happen to him what happened to Gio. Giovanni Bernard, I don't think ever, and even in Tampa, didn't use him as much as I thought they they would have. Mm-hmm. I thought they really take advantage of his size and and speed and everything, but they 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 didn't. And this is what I'm hoping the Bengals can take advantage of with Chris Evans with this offense, with the new offensive line and everything. I, I'm really mm-hmm. I'm hoping for a breakout year for him. I, I am too. Um, you Like you said, that glimpse of him in Detroit, just even a dump off from Burrow if he's getting right. pressured, just a dump off, let him use his speed his um, in open space and pick up some chunk yardages. Um, I definitely think he has moved into or will move into RB2. Um, but again, we'll see when the time comes. What? I think he's well, just good. a really good compliment to mix into. Exactly. Now that's that's another one. Another question is: Do you think that they would draft another uh, running back in in here, not for Chris Evans, but for Piron? Um, that's interesting. I don't know. I think they have. I mean, running back. You can never have too enough running backs because the injury bug with that position. Um, but it'll be interesting. I definitely think. More so maybe later rounds if mm-hmm. they decide mm-hmm. to go running back. Undrafted free agents for sure. Just um, but they yeah, I think and it's sad to say you could pick up running backs easier yeah. than you ever could before. So I mean you could pick up a good one. Like you said, undrafted free agent, you could do it. So I mean right. it's so that's why I'd be kind of surprised if they actually draft one mm-hmm. because of that reason. Right. Now, Maddie Myers here, my my buddy who does the uh, jackpot Joey uh stuff here, which I don't know if you know about it. He wants to know if you if you would Know about the jackpot Joey hats or anything like that? I I mean I have seen them, but I don't know the story behind it. So can you ah, fill dude, me in? I sure can. The, the yeah. story is when uh, Joe Burrow got drafted. Maddie was watching uh, the draft, and he goes, "Wow, well that we that's a jackpot right there." And he goes, "He's a jackpot for the city of Cincinnati." I I I always say, you know, we hit the jackpot when we got him. So anyway, Maddie uh, copyrighted it, made his own branding and everything. Got the flag, got the shirts, and everything. And a dollar of every sale goes to uh, the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Foundation. So we started that. Oh, I love that. Yeah, love we started that. going uh, last year. We got it going. And I don't you have to ask Maddie. I don't remember how much money we've we've made for the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Foundation so far. But 
we, me and Maddie, will be at the uh, fulling game uh, at, at uh, okay. Sam Hubbard. So I will. I'm excited to meet you both then in person. There you go. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to be there, and we'll have to drink a couple beers. And I'll, I'll try not to heckle you too much while you're there. Oh. <laughs> anyway, Nicole, the audience with yeah, it. Right, exactly. Anyway, yeah. I appreciate you going. You've been on for almost yes. an hour. Uh, Crazy. Yeah, you get talking, you just keep going. Exactly. I, I had Ace and Zim on Friday, and I and Ace could only be up for like a half hour. And we <laughs> kept going. I'm like, oh, dude, you got to go. My bad. Like, I'll just keep going. But anyway, to, uh, tell everybody about, you know, if you got any articles or anything else you want to plug before I let you go. Uh, right now, just follow us along these next 10 days up to the draft, post-draft analysis, and just all the local – or. Bengals stuff moving forward. We're excited for 2022. Um, oh, nice. I love that. Yes. <laughs> I I can't wait. Um, but, yeah, I'll be at uh, Sam's event and just uh, looking forward to meeting you guys there too. Awesome. We'll, we'll be there. We'll have some jackpot Joey Burrow stuff for you. So. I appreciate that. All right, Nicole. I appreciate you. You have to come on again when we get closer to, closer to the oh, season. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. All right. Sounds good. Who day? Who day? All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did, which I know you did because you guys were blowing up the comments saying how, how much better the show got looking since she was on the show. I, what, I'm, not look, I'm not good looking. What, what the hell? <laughs> anyway, go check her out, all her stories and everything. She is uh, writes for All Bengals with James Rapine. James has got a really good crew there, and I'm working on trying to get James on the show again. He's, he's my boy. So let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream there. Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Bearcat Country, Cincinnati Reds, Ryan Third heading for home, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar, and they follow me on all my social media platforms, all under sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handles at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I will be pulling a sound off later on tonight, putting it on the podcast. It's on Beanpod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. That's all you got to do. Leave a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. And do me a favor. There's 30 people watching, watching me right now. I got one, one thumbs up. That's it. Come on now. Do some more, th- some more likes there. It just helps the ag- algorithm out. My YouTubers, we're killing it here. Now, I hope you guys have enjoyed the short videos I've been doing. You know, the shorts and then the shorter videos. I've been cutting some stuff up. I've been trying to do some different stuff, give you guys more things to watch and pay attention to, you know, other than just the live stuff. So if you guys got any ideas or anything of stuff you'd like me to do, try to cover, hit me up. Uh, you can always, you know, DM me on Twitter. Facebook, uh, email, all that stuff. But YouTubers, I'm at 1,581 subscribers. I appreciate every single one of you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So as I always say, tell your friends, tell your neighbors about sports with Strawberry Ice. Tell them to subscribe. That'd be great. Also, you can get the uh, Strawberry Ice stuff here too. It's on the website. I got it pinned to the top of my Twitter bio, so you can check that out if you guys are interested in buying any of the stuff. I would greatly appreciate it. And other than that, it's Monday, beginning of a long work week. The Reds have lost six in a row. Phil Castellini still sounds like a jackass. I love my Reds, but daggone, they're pissing me off. Eh, maybe the one tonight in San Diego. Maybe they won't. I don't know. We'll see. But either way, I'll be back here tomorrow live at 530. I'll see you guys then. That's just sports, baby. See ya!
the jungle come alive Who day we ignite in us Cincinnati, we gon' rise in us In the jungle, we unite in us Drippin' orange and black and white Who day when we fight, live and die in these streets Wake up the feast, every damn day is a feast Time to bust it off the leash In the jungle, drippin' heat Tigers strike the city streets Black and white, we build it. Earn our stripes, you know we kill it. Bleed our colors, jungle dripping. Nasty, natty, yeah, we lit it. Lit the crowd, get the city loud. Yeah, we feasting now. Fit the bounce, make the city out. Now we beasting now. Thunder through the tunnel, from the sideline to the huddle. Stripes, we tatted on the jungle. When we flex that, who they muscle on? Stripes! Cincinnati, we gon' rise in the In the jungle, we unite in the Black and white, all day when we fight, when they die in these stripes. Now who gotta move like it on? Now who wanna move crossing on? Now who wanna move on? If you got stripes, then you let the city know you rock them. Yeah, we got em. yeah, we follow. Like that black and orange bottle, bingo bottle. Never stop it to the beast of beast and know who they rockin' with the diamond stripes, flossing on the wings. Cincinnati, she's our queen. Come alive, who day we ignite in our Cincinnati we